Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips podcast. This is Brian. And I'm Paul. We'd like to welcome you to a community meant for the men of the world to share our thoughts and perspectives on marriage. We can learn from each other's experiences and help each other be better husbands. Now, let's get right into the show. All right, so if y'all caught that little teaser and you came back, you made the right decision. We are going to have a second conversation with our man Nate here, aka Concise the Barber. Um, you know, this is a topic that he wanted to bring to the podcast a while back, but you know, life happens and he's here now, so we thank him for that. But uh, happy wife, happy life. My man, what does that mean to you? And uh, why do you feel it's so important to have this conversation? Um, happy wife, happy life means to me that whoever made that up uh, was 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 a woman. Hold on, hold on, First of all, <laughs> when he started talking, it, he almost sounded like uh, Ali. <laughs> so that threw me, and then he, then he that was a woman that made that up. Oh, I'm dead. All right, go ahead. Good start. Nah, um, no, seriously. I mean, you know, there's there's cliches, man. There's certain sayings, and for some reason, they, you know, they they got ran so far that people really believe this stuff. Like people really believe happy wife means happy life. Um. I mean, you could take the wife part out and just say happy life, but it wouldn't be a happy wife and just happy life because if you feel as if the man uh, doesn't need to have a happy life as well, uh, then then you're fooling yourself. Honestly, that happy wife, happy life is going to end up to a man might be, uh, <laughs> you know, another husband to another lady one day due to the fact that you took that so serious, not realizing that his happiness uh, is as much as important as the wife. Um, I don't know where that is biblically. You know, I'm a Christian man, but I don't know where that's biblically where it says happy wife, happy life. But that's not in the scriptures that I know of. Um, but I do know that we are uh, supposed to be equally yoked and that, you know, the wife should take care of the husband. The husband shall take care of the wife. And even when you make your vows um, that, you know, that you'll be there to do sickness and health and and the good, the bad, the ugly, and you both said that. Um, so there is no happy wife, happy life uh, that's truly um, out there. Um, and if you really think there is, then I really think you need to reflect on your marriage because uh, I, I pray that you're not saying these things to your husband or, or uh, moving in a way that honestly might make him look another way because where does his happiness rely, uh, lie? Where, where is that? Um, we're, uh, we're the leaders um, of this house, but only your happiness matters. Um, yes, your happiness does matter, but it's not the only thing that matters. And we have to really, we have to, we have to, t uh, how can I say this? We have to watch out how we how we go about things. Um, if you're a wife, you really need to make sure that your husband's happiness is much as important as your own. And um, I think he married you not to just not care about his own life <laughs> and not to be happy. So just just um, do some self reflection before you have that saying in your mind. And you really think that's a real thing out there because it's not it's really not going to work especially if 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 he's a go-getter he knows what he wants to do with his life 
um, you're, you're not going to be a wife for long. I'm sorry to say that, but it's the honest truth. Uh, it's cool, man. Um, I love your perspective on it. Uh, I, I think that we're sort of in an extreme version of it, right? But I think that's also typically where that thought goes when you say happy wife, happy life. And I, I you know, think of examples of it. I think the last time we spoke on this topic, I even had gone there. Like when, when there's a man who says, you know, hey, happy wife, happy life, <laughs> right? It seems like they're typically just checked out. And I think that's the point that you were getting to, yeah. right? Now, with that being said, I also, in my uh, relationship, try to lead with service, right? So mm-hmm. I care for my wife deeply. I care for her happiness deeply. We've also talked about that I'm not responsible for my wife's happiness. I can't be. But anything I can pour into her to help her get there, I will gladly do, mm-hmm. Okay. With that said, with the thought of service first to my wife, right? Give all of myself and more if I can to my wife. Do you think that there's a possibility that that's where that saying came from, right? Knowing on the back end, if I give all of myself to my wife, like I said I would in my vows, that she will also pour 100% of herself into me and that's how we maintain our balance of happiness the last part yes i I honestly feel like that is true but do i feel like that's where that came from uh no only because um if that was the case there there are a lot of women out there that think that hey you're supposed to make me happy um yeah, no. What I'm going to do is I'm going to support you in all the things that you want to do. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to provide for you. And whatever makes you happy, I know I'll focus on that. Now, what are you doing on your end to pour into me? That's key. Now, you said that everybody has a responsibility, right? We know what we're going to do. I, as Nate, as a husband, knows what I'm going to do. Now my wife has to get to a place where she knows what she's going to do, how to pour into me that helps me fulfill the happiness that I have that I want to do within myself. So if if I'm doing everything to my extreme, but she's not, that happy wife, happy life stuff is is it's 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 going to be uh, there's going to be some friction. Um, and honestly, uh, what what kind of happens is is that. Sometimes when you get into a marriage, you know, the man wants to show how great of a man he is. He wants you to smile all the time, and she's just loving everything. And then you're realizing, like, wait, hold up. Uh, I, I, hello, I'm over here too. Mm-hmm. Can, I get, can I get something, you know, some something back as well? Um, and if they don't see a problem with that, if they don't self-reflect, you know, themselves, then, then you're going to have some friction. And they might have that mindset of a happy wife, happy life. But I honestly feel like it's the man's job to not let that uh let that rock. Um I didn't I didn't get get married so I can just pour into you and that's just that. I mean, we this we made this covenant to make each other better. Um and I hope that, you know, as a wife, uh, you know, that that, that could be a different conversation, but as a wife, uh, the the things that you, 
you know, are supposed to pro- provide for a husband. It's, it's, it's deep. As much as, as a man's, you know, providing for a woman, for his wife, it's very deep. So to me, I think, yeah, at the end, yeah, if you both pour into each other equally, uh, I definitely feel like that should bring happiness. But if it's unbalanced, it, there's 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 not going to be no happiness. And if he does check out, if a man checks out, then watch out. You know, like I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to scare anybody, but one, I feel like women have to do a better job of knowing uh, how much they're 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 doing to support their husband into whatever he wants to do with his life, because that might bring his happiness. If you feel like, you know what, I don't want you to do that. I know that that's something you love to do. I need you to do this. Then you should be able to to to, to feel that. Not to say feel that back, but but if he says that vice versa, will it be okay? So you mentioned, you know, how there's like there's some depth to like a man's happiness, like what makes a man ha- man's ha- a man happy. But in my mind, before you said that, I was kind of think maybe people are saying happy wife, happy life, because it's the things that make a woman happy have more are uh, there's more depth to it than a man. Because when I when I when I thought about the things that make me happy, I kind of went to like one or two things. Right. And we all kind of know what those things that thing is for the most part. It's sex. That's really what makes me happy. Right. And then there's some some other peripheral things that go along with that. But I guess my my thought was, is it that do you think that 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 phrase might have come from the thought that there is a lot more depth to what makes a woman happy than there is to what makes a man's happy, a man happy? Um, I would actually like to challenge that. Sure. To say that I don't think there's now when I say, you know, in depth, I mean, uh, what cultivates their, their their happiness. But I honestly feel like the roots of their happiness are not so much. I, I think there's that. like three things. If I, I think women have simplicity within themselves, even if they want to admit it or not. But I really think that there is a simplicity in every woman that says, you know what, I just love for this, this, and this. I've heard it multiple times that women just want to have a good husband, have a good job, you know, and 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 be taken care of. You know, and they and they'll be good. Um, and men, we have the same same exact things. You know, this, you know, simplicity of things. But how a woman's road to that looks like might look like that. It's just, it's just so. It just seems like so much. Sure. Like the list. I know you've seen it on Facebook. Like this is what a man needs. Boom. And then the woman's <laughs> list would be like a hundred things. And and then <laughs> if you do one of them things wrong, then you're not a good man. Whatever like that. Mm-hmm. Like you've seen that list. But if you, I mean, if you really sum it up. It, it, honestly, it's 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 not much. They just make it more complex to me. I feel like um, they're simple. They just don't want to admit it to me. To me, I mean, I think they like things. I mean, it seems complex because they're moving the emotional way of what they want, and we we move in a logical way of what we want. Hey, we got married. That means we like sex. <laughs> sure. You know, yeah. they like, hey, well, I mean, you know, married because I like this, 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 and this, and this. But you sum it all up, it's just because you like being taken care of this way or you like being provided this way. You like a career to look this way. So to me, I, I think it is uh, it's simple for a woman, like their happiness, but um, they can make it look a little bit more interesting. You know, we can, we can make a painting of how our happiness looks, 
and a woman can do the same thing and theirs look like what is that <laughs> <laughs> you know right. and ours is as clear as day but a woman could look at that and say oh they just mean this you, you get you get what i'm saying sure. so i mean i feel like for women you know we look at them they're very complex but they're simple as well but it's it's hard to get to that to that uh to that uh solution uh, to to know what their happiness is. Well, what you got? You know, we've been talking about, you know, where do we think it came from and how do you think it got legs and all that. What if I told you that saying was a part of a list of things that a husband was saying and it was just a section out of that, right? So... I'm doing my my Google research, right? Um, and it says that a little over 100 years ago in 1903, the first time that it was like a published thing was in this play. And it's a part of a saying where he's, it's lines where he's saying, I'm a working wages party man. I say that's what I am. You'll find me true and hearty man for what, for that is what I am. Now let's rejoice and end in strife. With all the kids in Clover, a happy wife, a happy life, and a jolly good turnover. Right? So it's not really one saying. It's a snippet of a saying. But then 50 years later, it's on, imagine this, a real estate ad. <laughs> right? So it's like, <laughs> you know, in America, oh, here we it go. all comes back to consumerism, right? Mm-hmm. So it's attention, Mr. Appledean. Happy wife, happy life. People living, and then it gives like a description of a house, right? So basically get her what she wants, you'll be good, right? So like we have now basically, I mean, it's kind of how things come to being, right? It, it may, it's, it's, we take things out of context, right? And then someone markets it, boom. And then all of a sudden, like, we're like, okay, let's do it. And then it, it, it comes into, you know, it's it's a good thing to have all these things as you're talking about who you are and a family man and all the things that, that go with being a good man or what you want as a man, right? Good job, you know, good pay, kids, kids being obedient, your wife being happy. That's basically what it's saying. I'm good there. You take that, oh, happy wife, happy life. Okay, we can market that, right? What do you want? Mm-hmm. Let's get your wife what she wants. Everything will be great. Buy this thing. And then all of a sudden, it gets enough legs. Like, yeah, man, happy wife, happy life. Get her what she wants. Get her what she wants. Do what she wants. Hmm. Lose yourself in her, and your 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 life will be great, right? And and we always look for um, get rich quick and how we can do it the easiest, right? Hmm. What's the easiest step to being you know, to having your house ran, making sure your wife is happy, right? But that's not the only thing. But if if you want to take the easiest step, all right, just make her happy. Like, she'll take care of everything. Make her happy. Everything will be good. Make her happy. Like, our house will be great. She'll take care of the kids. Make her happy. Okay, what about my happiness? Doesn't matter. Just make her happy, right? Happy wife, happy life. Happy wife, happy life. That is the spiral of... Yeah of the American society, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Take it out of context, lose the real meaning. It's an easy fix. 
This is what we need to do. And then you have people like believing that, right? Because we've heard it, had no idea where it came from. We're pontificating on what it is. Um, but at the end of the day, like you said, Nate, it's not really about that. It's we're, we're both equally trying to make each other happy. And that's really the only way. And not even make each other happy, but we're looking out for the other. And that's how our marriage, in essence, is happy. Yeah. So, I don't know. It just, I was like, oh, that's man, good. this is crazy. <laughs> when, when, you, when you read that, um, did it have a comma after happy wife? Because it sounded like a, yes. like when you read it, it was yeah. a comma, right? Yeah. So, it's yeah, separated, it's like a, right? A happy wife, a happy life, yeah. Right. It's, so, it's, it's, two, it's two separate, separate, it's two separate right. things. Just so, a yeah, a happy wife. Yeah, that's cool. Now, a happy life. So, that means he has happiness as well. Correct. That's what yeah. I got from that. That's okay. It. Yeah. I think we need to to get some T-shirts that has "Happy Wife, Comma Happy Life." Oh, I, man, he thinks like I do. I, I, I really <laughs> feel like. I mean, I already know, right? And then, and then, and then, uh, you know, wherever the source came from, you know, if you really want to know this, where the statement, com- you know, comes from, you know, check it out. You know, have that in the back or something like that, because yeah, would, people definitely blew that out of context. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and. It's 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 just dangerous. Yes, it's just dangerous. Um, honestly, I think what the divorce rate is like even at its highest peak right now. Um, and you know, I'm not saying that these divorces came from happy wife, happy life, but um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised at the same time if uh, you know a man's feelings or a man's life doesn't matter. Only your wife's life. I didn't. Nobody signs up to sacrifice their own life. They want to live, they want to grow. They want to they want to be a better uh better version of themselves and how how can that how could that happen if our happiness is not being taken into consideration? Yeah. Well, I just got to make money and make sure I give you everything that you want and that should make me happy. No, I'm not that simple. I'm not that uh that's not life, you know. Uh not not to be like that. Uh, I, I even go this far with it. Uh, animals don't even do that. <laughs> animals don't. I think there's only one. You know, I think there's only like one species that you know once they mate, they the other one kills the other. But other <laughs> other than that, animals don't. They, they they don't. You know, they they grow. They grow. They protect. You know, and um, I don't know. I mean, I think that whole saying is definitely. Yeah. You know, out of context, and I, I, I'm serious about the t-shirts, guys. I, I really, <laughs> I really am. Same. And, you know, it's funny because you could even take it a little bit further. There's so many things in life that uh, should be separated by a comma. <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Come on Let's go there. Let's go there. <laughs> like, and before Paul even, you know, said what he had found there, I started thinking that, you know, to play, in what, to, to play into what Nate said, there are buckets to a human's core needs, whether f- male or female, and those buckets are typically the same. It might look a little different as far as how it's described, but, you know, Nate might call it sex, <clears throat> excuse me, and his wife might call it love. Same bucket. Intimacy. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know what I mean? And, that, and that's the thing. Um, I, and it gets me thinking about, like, 
our as humans our key motivations, right? There, there's only so many, right? And you might say name them different things, but they they just go into those core buckets. And I I think it's worth for the men out there to do some research into that and you know define first and foremost what those core buckets are. It's not going to take you very long to find them. You know, just literally Google what are the what are the key motivators and they'll right. pop up. Right. And then do some reflection on what things motivate you most. Right. right? All of those things are necessities, so you'll find that you'll have some things in each bucket, mm-hmm. but when you spend some time reflecting on what of those things are most important to you, mm-hmm. you'll better be able to communicate to your wife, this is what I need first. Right. Yeah. Th- yeah. This is how I would like to be loved. This is how I would like to be served. And then flip the conversation. How can I best serve you? What is top on your list? Right. What is most important? Yeah. You know, that's that's interesting you said that, Um, you know, me and my wife were yeah, yeah, we're six years in, but we're we're trying this new thing. It's not new, but for us, you know, it's kind of new. It's like, hey, wake up in the morning, like, hey, is there anything that you need? What can I do for you? You know, right now in this moment, you know, um, or uh, how can I help you? You know, throughout throughout, you know, in the morning, we try to start initially in the morning, and then you know, every now and then we'll go throughout the day asking those same questions and and. And, and it's it's a beautiful thing when when uh, your wife or your husband you know takes out the consideration to ask you the ask you that you know what's the necessity what's the need for right now and um yeah we do need to to really like let our spouse knows let them let them know like what is the need what what are what are things that comes into your mind like look this is what I I mean if you're gonna do this or or this I'd rather this because this is more of a need for me, to be honest, you know? So like what kind of breakfast, I'm sorry, what kind of, what kind of breakfast do you want? Who you want? This type of breakfast <laughs> or this type of breakfast? Y'all get what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, I'd rather have this one, you know, you know, I, I'll eat another, you know, I can get some, <laughs> I can get a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or something. But no, seriously, like it's, it's stuff like that, that um, we do need to express um, what, what is a need for us because once they know that, the faster they know that, um, the better, the better we'll both be. Um, so yeah, yeah. I'd like to ask the uh, premarital counselor of the group: How do you teach couples to have those conversations? You know, what what keys to uh, discovering each other do you do you give to the couples you work with? That's good. Um, generally, we like to start out with. Um, set time what's what's the best time to have that type of conversation right um and when you come in with a focused like we're going to talk about this topic at this time it's easier to get people to open up right because then you've already preset in your mind you're going to be talking about it so you start thinking about it you start opening up to okay what i might receive when I'm in this conversation, instead of just, you know, walking into the door and then one of the spouses is like, hey, I want to talk about this. And you're like, you're not even there. Right. So prepping your mind for that, that's probably the first step. And then um, 
depending on where the couple is, but just consider always that your spouse or your fiance is wanting the best for you. So whatever they say, they're not intentionally trying to hurt you or sabotage in any way, right? Um, now, if there has been some history of that, then that's a different, different, uh, different uh, conversation. But generally, right, we want the best for our wives. We might not say it the best. We might not, um, our body language might not say it because we may have some insecurities we don't know about yet. But if, if the husband and the wife come and know whatever they say in this moment when we're talking about this, they have our best interest and my best interest at heart, then we can just be open to say whatever and take it that way. Um, and sometimes we tell them, get, you know, have this conversation on your own. But if, if it doesn't go well, come back to us. And you might need, you know, a moderator or someone that can give a different perspective. And I think that that is what would help kind of jumpstart that conversation. If that makes sense. That's what's up. And I, and I like uh, that you said, you know, if they're struggling with that conversation to come back to have a different perspective, um, because sometimes we need to hear the same thing in a different way from somebody else, right? Because we, in that type of conversation, could be very reactionary to, mm -hmm. you know, just legitimately who is saying it to me and might not be able to define those words until we hear it in, in a different form from somebody else. So, you know, I really like that, uh, that idea to come back and have a, a moderator. Yeah, I think sometimes it's just, even if you say the same thing, it's more affirming of the person who said it mm -hmm. as well as the person who's hearing it. Okay, so it's not just, you know, my husband saying this over and over, like, okay, all right, now the husband in our group or even the wife of our married couple is like, yeah, that's, that's a good, strong thought process. Like, okay. All right, maybe I'll consider it, right? <laughs> so sometimes you just need an outside perspective to affirm what is being said. Um, you know, so, yeah. I used to struggle with that. I used to struggle with, uh, you know, um, the outside source saying the same thing that I just said, and you get it then. I, <laughs> I struggle with that because then <laughs> that that in itself was a, like a kind of an argument like, wait, I, I told you that a year ago. I told you the same thing a year ago, and now you get it? Now you get it. But I had to realize also that it, it's the same thing for me as well, that she could say something, and I you know, go to somebody and be like, well, you know, maybe da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, man, okay. But um, <laughs> but it was, it's, I feel like it's always good to, like what you just said, to um, set a time. Um, my Honestly, one of my, I would probably say my second year in. I say like two to three years. Like some people still might call it like the honeymoon, but for us, it got like kind of real. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But um, I you know I I spoke with my aunt one time, and she's like, "Well, we call those conversations the black box." And um, so every time that she approaches my uncles, she goes, "Hey, look, we're gonna have a black box conversation sometime this week. Uh, let me know what works best with you." And da 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 da. And she just lays it out nice and calm and stuff like that. And and he, you know, figures out what's, how his schedule works and, and they had that conversation. And I think that is like a real good uh, thing to have in your relationship because if not, you know, if I'm doing the dishes 
and you coming to me about something about the trash and you don't even take out the trash and you and you start your conversation with you know I just feel like oh man it's not going to it's not going to end well <laughs> it's not it's not going to end well because it's it's not something that has been um we both haven't been thinking about the same thing so um so I think it is healthy you know for couples to really take out the time to 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 have that conversation I kind of planned that's a good point you know, not sneaking up those big moment conversations with just a, you know, going from zero to a hundred. Mm-hmm. That is like, that feels like an ambush. And when you feel like you're getting ambushed, you got to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, the black box conversation kind of gives each person a time to prepare their thoughts. I, I guess when she, when she, when your aunt mentions the, the black box conversation, does she say like what it's about? Or is it just kind of like, him just now now he's just got to be on the alert for everything because that's, <laughs> that, that's still in a little bit it kind of sounds a little sneaky too but just you know does he have an idea of like what the conversation is going to be about because I, mean, I think that would be a fair like that would be a fair fight a fair exchange right. at that point I, I definitely feel like they discussed that okay. you know like what that really truly means like sure. when it comes to black box and maybe they say something after I don't I don't know man yeah. you know that's discreet you know yeah well, but it could be just code for them about you know oh we're having a conversation about Okay. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. So as long, I mean, I guess my point is, as long as you know both sides have an equal amount of time to kind of get their thoughts about the topic, you know, and then come together at that at that express time, I think that that makes for the conversation to be to be more fruitful. You know, um, I think we talked about having hard conversations and how it's hard to communicate the tough stuff. You know, we've talked about that before, but it might be easier to communicate the tough stuff if you each have an opportunity to prepare and each have an opportunity to, to, to say what's on your heart and what's on your mind and doing it in a calm, like a calm way. I think that's, that's good. I, I like that idea of just saying, Hey, we got to have this conversation and just tabling it for another time. Cause that ambush, you know, if you're, like you said, if you're washing the dishes and the wife comes up and talks to you about not, <laughs> not taking out the trash, like, oh, but I'm washing the dishes. I'm doing so- like, I'm doing something. I'm helping, you know, so that's, that's, that's good. I have a question. Um, and it, it it's one of the most interesting things that maybe some men might deal with and you might not admit. But let's say you do have the conversation, and um, you got you got feedback then, or you you've seen. Uh, let's say that you've been heard within that time, but as time has as uh, has passed, uh, some some of the same routines come back of the conversation that you had, you thought it was a resolve. How do you deal with it then? So are you saying it was uh, a conversation that your wife had with you about your actions or her actions? Either or. Okay. Uh, let's, let's, well, let's say that the man had a conversation to his wife mm-hmm. about, hey, you know, um, I know a lot has been going on, you know, and, uh, I've noticed that this snat with this thing hasn't really been been taken care of. She acknowledges it. What do you do then if it like that same habit comes back? Yeah, I I would say as uh Paul would say, I think. So I don't even want to answer for him, but just from what I've learned in this time, <clears throat> uh lead with grace. Right? Cuz because change is hard. Mm-hmm. Um I would say you probably need to 
have that conversation again. And and number one, to make sure that you make it known that it didn't go unnoticed. Right? So you're basically saying to her, like, hey, we, we did speak about this before. You know, I, I know you said you were going to try. I've noticed that you might be leaning into that again. Um, and you know, you're gonna have to probably have to choose your words carefully. Um, because sometimes when someone is in the act of making a change, they're very aware when they slip up, right? So if you come off attacking, they're probably going to shy away. So choose your words carefully, lead with grace and let them know like, Hey, I, I appreciate you, you know, helping me out in this area and trying to do this. I noticed though, that this is still happening from time to time. What can I do maybe, right? And then go back to service. What can I do to help you accomplish this? So it then doesn't seem like all the weight is on them to make the change that, you know, you're, you're willing to, to pitch in and help give them the tools or support that they need to make the change to, uh, you know, make the relationship better. I think, uh, man, everything is good. And yeah, I would definitely say grace. I'm just thinking about everything whenever I would say back to your, your point, Nate, of self-reflecting right think about the times where you trying to change something and how it didn't always happen but like the process of it like you're especially when you're in the midst of a change there's so many times where you like you know what the old behavior is and you and you you don't do that old behavior and there's sometimes you slip up but in your mind you see all those when i don't do that old behavior as a win but the other people out that are Uh, observing they don't see that because it just looks like the normal what should be right but they don't know the struggle that's inside you to be like man I really um I really want to buy this Snickers but I shouldn't have this Snickers because I don't need this Snickers so every time you go to the grocery store if you go to the grocery store 10 times and don't buy the Snickers but then you go one time and buy that Snickers Someone could say, oh, man, you out here buying Snickers? I thought you said you weren't going to buy them. But you're like, bro, I've been to the store 10 times and have not done this. Right? Mm-hmm. So, like, we we don't – sometimes we don't consider the the process and the progress that's happening within um, in that thing. And, and change is hard. So what I thought about in the moment as Brian was talking was, like, when you have a conversation of – you know, maybe an action or whatever isn't going well. Maybe in that moment, schedule a follow up and be like, "Hey, let's let's follow up with this in six weeks, see how it's going." Um, and then that way, that that automatically, like like we said before, right, gives space for that conversation to already be like, "Okay," in at four weeks, be like, "Hey, in a couple of weeks, we're gonna have that conversation about this, and we can talk through it." So, like then, when you bring that up. Hey, how's it going? You know, I noticed you've really been killing it here, but also there were a couple times that I saw you and then, you know, follow with what Brian said before. So that's the only add I would say to that. That was that was dope. I definitely feel like um I feel like a lot of men needed to hear that because I know some sometimes men they they struggle with uh seeing uh certain habits just keep coming back and they don't know what to do, so they lash out. So I definitely feel like that was like something I wanted to sneak in there so 
whoever's listening can really get something from that. That was that was some great responses. Yeah, I like that. Um, I don't know. Did you have anything? Because no, you guys was, were like, all right. you guys were in it. I was like, <laughs> I was laying out and, and taking it in. You know how my mind works, man. So let me get this out. Go for it, man. Um, <laughs> when Paul said, you know, the point that. You know, I've been to the store 10 times and didn't buy the Snickers. And now, you know, on the 11th time I bought the Snickers, right? It led me down a path of, was it 10 times in the same day? Like, do, right? <laughs> and so here's my here's my point to that, though. It's like, do does that person keep putting themselves in a situation to create space to make that mistake? Right? Now it's very dependent on what the mistake is. Like, if we go to the extreme, like someone gets caught stepping out on the relationship, Right. And you say to them, like, all right, this needs to stop. Obviously, you can, th- this area is a spot of weakness for you. Should we, you know, we need to make an agreement that you are no longer going to put yourself in this space, right? And now you cr- start creating that history, like, all right, well, 10 times I've been in this space and I'm cool. 11th time, it happens again. But you did good, <laughs> right? And so, so it doesn't carry the same weight, right? I hear you, I hear you. But I, I would say, extreme cases need extreme help. There you go. Right. So, like, if there's going to have to be more steps in place for those extreme cases, especially at the beginning. Um, but also the ones that are easy. So you try to find something that will generally happen in the middle. So I, I see what you're saying, and I'm glad that you said that because it may you may need some more intense help if it's something extreme. But generally speaking, that way might work. And I think, yeah, we always have to consider all all realms on the spectrum for sure. So that makes sense. Cool. Just had to get that out. Okay. <laughs> but it was it was worth being said like you know like he said he was appreciative that I brought it up because I feel like some of our listeners may have gone there and been like that's not going to solve my problem <laughs> you feel me so um I, I always try to think of you know as broad you know, of a solution or tip we can make because there's going to be all kinds in all situations listening so yeah, uh, for sure, I'm, but that I'm, that, I'm that I think that that's up. that's when the the check in definitely needs to be not six weeks. I mean, we might mm-hmm. be checking in every day, yeah. you know, as far as that goes. If we're on the extreme cases, um, and I think it would it would behoove to bring in a professional, right, to work through those things and those steps. So, yeah, but I like that. Thank you for bringing that to a wider uh, or more deeper and more extreme or hurtful or whatever we want to put um situations good question though nate harlan do you have anything about that i i I think just to provide a a slight bit of balance just you know i know we've been talking about uh the extreme cases or when the the wife is definitively doing something that's like wrong right but i think we just need to be careful that we're not putting um like unfair standards in place where we're perceiving something that she's doing is wrong when in actuality there's it's just what a, a preference a personal preference something that we're just like I don't like it when she you know puts the cups on the left hand side you know so so then that's like a you know it's just a 
you know, another extreme case, but just making sure that if we're, if we're going to hold our wife to a certain specific standard, that it's got to be rooted in a place that is actually, um, like it's, it's what she's doing is actually a hundred percent wrong. There's no gray area to it. It's not me just putting, uh, you know, those, you know, putting it out there as something that, she, you know, she might be, you know, <clears throat> like a might be wrong. It's got to be like, she's, she's wrong. You know, that would be my only, my only piece of caution is, is, is that. I, I love okay. it. Okay. And I think that's why we, we have that conversation first, right? You have that conversation and say, hey, this is what I think. And you may say, putting the left side, the cup on the left side is wrong. And she's like, but you forgot I'm left-handed, <laughs> right? So like when you, have, when you have that conversation, that's when you both agree what the path forward is. So that if, if you have the conversation first, um, Harlan, that's a great point. But you eliminate that, that gray area of what you, you've both come to the conclusion that this is the steps that we need to work on. So exactly what you're saying, Harlan, don't have something in your head and be getting mad about something in your head, but you're not going to talk to your wife about it. Have the conversation. So you start with Harlan, right? You start with what Harlan said, thinking, oh man, I don't really like this. This is wrong. Then you get to where Nate was at the beginning of this topic where he was like, we're going to have a conversation. We're going to have steps. And then there's a good agreed upon opinion. Then we move to, she's worked on it really well, but now these things are coming back. Then you get to Brian's point, you know what I'm saying? So there's a progression. So you can't, you can't jump in the middle of either of these things. It has to start with, I'm acknowledged. This is what I'm thinking. I'm not going to hold her hostage. Like Nate said in the last episode, we're not going to have these, random expectation. I'm gonna let you know what I'm thinking, right? So if we can get there, have the conversation, come up with the plan, execute, execute the plan, see where it's going, acknowledge that, hey, some of these things are coming back. So now we're going to address that set of time and say, hey, I see you're doing well, but you're still falling short here. How can I help? Like Brian said, how can I serve you better? Mm -hmm. And then, like I said, have a follow up and, you know, assess where we're where we are at in that thing that's good you should make a flow chart with that <laughs> put on a t-shirt put on a t <laughs> no but it's funny because in my in my screen like harlan you're on the bottom right then nate's on the bottom left and brian's in the top left and then i'm in the top right so it is like a flow chart <laughs> so that's funny and uh you know your wife likes to put the toilet paper on the bottom. I mean, just fix it, flip it over, and not every problem has to be a whole conversation. <laughs> you, you know what, though? As, as as we were talking, I'm like, yo, there's nothing, there's nothing safe about shoes on the step. There's nothing safe about, especially if it's oh heels. God, there's nothing safe, you know. Okay, but at what point do you just carry them up? And I was just like, thinking, if you're the first one to go up, I was just thinking that, right? But you know, there's something inside you're like, they're not mine. They're not mine. I just want to. And then on the back end, she's like, yo, the dishwasher's right here. Why would he put this in the sink? <laughs> right. True. True. But we're talking about steps and shit. <laughs> Stop right. bringing up old stuff. <laughs> we're, not, we're not talking about me right now. We're talking about you. Oh, I love those man. conversations. <laughs> <laughs> well, nah. Well, nah, that was good, though. That was definitely good. Yeah. 
All right. Well, unless y'all got anything, I think that's a wrap. Yeah. I I got one more thing on the okay because it started as happy wife happy life right, right. um, but it now it it now has morphed into making sure that each one is considered basically. Mm-hmm. The the thing about happy wife is happy life, and I you I heard it. I never really put too much weight into it until my wife, like you, Nate. She was like, "That is trash. That's the worst thing." What what she comes against most is like we've been saying, and I just want to highlight: it takes away the wife's ability to serve. It takes away the yeah. wife's ability to be who she's called to be, right? Just right. like we're called to be um, a servant to our wives, she's called to be a servant to us. And if we take happy wife, happy life, then we immediately take take that default thing that's supposed to be, right? If she's if she's a wife and she's a mother and she has all these other things, but ultimately it's your relationship with each other after your relationship with God, that's mm-hmm. the most important so if you say happy wife, happy life, you take away that ability and you don't ever want to do that with anyone. When they have a purpose to fulfill, you don't want to take that away. So that's my that's my last point. That's a good drop. That's a good <laughs> drop right there. Couldn't have ended it any better. Thanks for listening. If you got any value out of this episode, we'd like to invite you to rate, follow, and review on your favorite podcast platform. If you would like to be a guest or want to have your questions answered, hit us up on our website, marriageistougher.com, or follow us on Facebook, searching Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips. Thanks again. This is Paul. And this is Brian. We will talk to you next time.